one of you, I'm Eunice Mutemi from Kenya. And uh, at this particular moment, I'm going to give it our level best so that we can be able to interact. So the outline of my presentation tonight, we have an introduction, current situation, challenges, opportunities, and your role. So let's get ready. So we know currently every aspect has a po uh, is supposed to operate with a policy point of view. So Kenya is quite ahead in this subject, and therefore we can see the Kenya menstrual hygiene management policy 2019-2030, and this marks a milestone in, the, in Kenya uh, towards universal access to improved sanitation and hygiene, and a clean and healthy environment, which is quite key to our today's topic. The mission of this policy is to ensure that all women and girls in Kenya can manage menstruation hygienically, freely, with dignity, without stigma or taboos, and with access to the right information, and of course, menstrual products, services, and facilities, and to safely dispose menstrual waste. We know that as we go uh, through the presentation, you realize there are quite a number of challenges that come along with these issues of, of dignity, stigma issues, taboos, and we shall explore how we are supposed to play our role so that we can uh, uh, reduce uh, the negative impact to our girls and women. We, have, uh, we know that this is a critical indicator for we female health and vitality and healthy menstrual cycle indicates overall health and well-being of women and girls. It's a normal human body function and there is no need to be embarrassed. And I'm sure that as we grew up, all most girls and women as they grew up, there is leadership in the family. If there is proper leadership in the family, you are, uh, 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 in, you are brought up to know that this is quite normal function of the body and it's important to know that uh, we are supposed to embrace it and be proud of ourselves as, as as women as girls we are supposed to ensure that we are not embarrassed on this aspect access to sanitary products dignified treatment and uh, education on menstrual health management is a human right issue that all of us must strive for and you can see we have a policy that is supporting that in Kenya. And I'm sure you have also seen globally in Africa, it's, a, it's, it's quite now and um, everyone is supporting the subject and uh, we all have to come on board so that we can play our role to make sure that we bring down any negative aspect that is af affecting the girls and women on this subject. These issues undermine girls. If we don't embrace the subject and also support the girls and women on menstrual uh, hygiene. We also know that undermining uh, girls' health and right, rights can happen. Girls can be subjected to stigma. And I'm sure as we grew up in various schools, whether it's in Kenya, it's outside the country, in Africa, quite a number of these challenges do take have, have happened. And so this will result to uh, missing school for quite a number of the subjects and therefore they will also find it difficult in managing their menstrual hygiene and so it is important that we address this subject 
what is our current situation? I have gone through several researches that are going on in, Ke in Kenya, in Africa, globally, and everyone actually, most people have given it their level best. In Kenya, I picked a study which was quite interesting. There is increasing number of studies that have found that girls in low-income settings miss or struggle at school during menstruation. Why? And we have seen that. If they are unable to manage their menstrual hygiene effectively, then they are not, they miss school. And so that study is already um, uh, published and you find it in the Medical Science Journal of Medicine and Medical Science. And so you, it's, it's covering quite a, lo a lot of challenges in the challenge scenario in, in, in Kenya. Other studies also, which, has, which have taken place in urban by Ministry of Health, intra-health i read quite a number of them indicates that it is important that everyone steps in now to participate and bring down the stigma on the subject an estimated one in ten girls in sub-saharan africa do not attend school at some point during their period and you can imagine at such a time like this it is still happening not only outside there but also in our country so don't you think we need to step in and play our role? And so I really appreciate today's topic and the invitation because it's a topic where I have passion as a nutritionist and we will see how we are impacting also on this subject. So menstruation is misunderstood and stigmatized around the world, not only in Kenya, a fact likely to worsen under the COVID-19 pandemic. Vulnerable people face more barriers to menstrual hygiene supplies and care when they are vulnerable they are not able to access they are not able to sustain they are not able to have the pride of being a girl pride of being a, a woman and yet we know that this is a natural aspect that we are supposed to embrace in kenya the management and coordination provision of the services of course roles and responsibility of various sectors and stakeholders research and utilization of evidence-based interventions as well as monitoring and evaluation are spelled out in the policy implementation framework what am i trying to say there is a lot that has been done at the policy level but as it trickled down to the lower lowest level that's why we are here to sensitize ourselves to see how can we step in and play this role how can we step and i'm glad quite a number of us in this forum are already playing their role others are already others are already planning so it is upon us to make sure that we now put our gear nine to move on and implement what we have not implemented what challenges are we talking about currently there is strong leadership on the subject matter. The strong leadership on the subject matter is still a challenge. Otherwise, we would not be having the, the quite a number of the gaps that are happening in our country. And especially where there is resource, the, the resources are challenged, we need strong leadership because this is a human right. And therefore, every girl, every woman should be able to benefit and enjoy their girlhood, enjoy their being a woman because this is a human right. Girls around the world lack basic knowledge 
about their sexual and reproductive health and struggle to access menstrual health supplies. Why? And yet we have departments, we have programs, we have the policy, we have the capacity building at the highest levels of education. Why are the girls lacking basic knowledge? It means that that is a serious challenge that we need to take up and take up the issue of capacity building in, in all, at all levels. And remember the family is a first school what is happening to the leadership at the family. And especially at this level of, of COVID-19 is an opportunity. For me, I take it as an opportunity for parents to address their girls, to address the, the young women, and even women who have challenges. It is a time for us to arise and see, see this challenge is real and we can address it. Restrictions, lockdowns, and border closures you know what is happening with it what has happened with COVID-19 it is not anybody's doing but this has caused a challenge and therefore leadership is if leadership was up in the game to make sure that this this proper address of the subject when the committees are being made where is this is anybody addressing the issues of of our sanitary products and others access to menstrual health supplies is it being addressed and information as uh, this has been affected by the current situation of COVID-19 and that is well documented by quite a number of vibrant uh, NGOs that are addressing this Even the government of Kenya. It has tried its best, it has the policy in place, but access is still a challenge of the supplies. Hospitals and quarantine centers, I want to challenge us one in the forum tonight. Centers must provide menstrual hygiene supplies. When you go to the hospital, it's just not the the the, the 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 patients who require the the health worker also requires the supplies so is it happening what is happening because you realize there's a gap there have they been factored in the budget and you realize really some of these aspects have been left out in the in the budget and therefore the the the, the challenge still remains so this subject needs a redress so that we can be able to to achieve better results poverty makes it harder to access menstrual hygiene supplies and care and we cannot talk of poverty without addressing the issue of it's not the the, the, the history of africa history of kenya where are we originated from quite a lot of improvement but still you realize that you realize that the level is still high and therefore access becomes a challenge to various parts of the population. Many grapple, grapple with shame and taboos surrounding menstruation. And when we go to our resource challenged uh, population, you realize that this is real. Ending shame, empowering women is still a challenge. It is our role. If we take up our role, we can minimize this issue of, we can make sure that we play our role to empower the women and face this challenge as individuals and also as, as various entities of, of expertise. We have quite a number of opportunities. Members of the forum, invest in strong women leadership. Investing in strong women in leadership is a key recommendation that, has, that I have come up with because as a, a student in leadership, PhD student in leadership, I realize and I've read through quite a lot, lot of references the, if we invest in strong women leadership like we have done today, the forum is led by strong leaders. Are we together? Yes, yes, we are together. Thank oh you, Eunice. 
Yes, I'm just taking a break to check whether I'm walking alone or am I walking with everybody? Please you are walking to we are walking together. Yes, I'm really enjoying myself. So, who supports the, so you know they have got to have a focus of supporting the girls and the women and make sure that the requirements are put on the table. There is one time as a leader, I've also been a leader in the system. What has happened? There are times decisions are being made but we are not on the table. So we need the women leaders on the table to bring the subject matter at the highest level of this country, at national, counties, parliament, the women reps. We need to utilize them to make sure that no county is left out in this country. At parliament, what is this subject? Does it, is it given time? Is it given attention? So that's an opportunity. And of course, you know the ministries. We have very strong leadership in this country in terms of ministry of education, ministry of health, we need to take the opportunity to sell this subject so that the challenges can be addressed. Improving sexual and reproductive health can yield significant uh, uh, returns on investment. So we, if we invest on this subject, the girls, the women, these are the future leaders. What are we doing? We have left them to suffer, to have the stigma. Therefore, they are not able to perform well. But if we invest in this subject, they will be able to, to, to perform well in class, perform well in their, in their small income generating activities, including by raising women and girls' participation in education. This has increased, I would not complain much, but it can do better. And the economy, women, girls play a very key role in improving and participating in the economy of this country but there are enormous challenges that must be addressed so that they can participate in a better way access to sexuality education is vital for menstrual literacy but also for self-confidence self-esteem and self-worth and you realize because of lack of access to these resources to the sanitary towers quite another water the hygiene issues the girl is stigmatized the girls will will not be their self-esteem is normally compromised so you realize they are not able to rise to their level best even in education men and boys must be involved in ending menstru menstruation stigma and i'm glad that in this forum i've seen men there if i'm not wrong and you can see within and outside the country this subject we need to come up up and make sure that we utilize the opportunity and men and boys need to be involved and maybe they need to present next time what are they doing about this involvement of government representative in the academia in government representatives whenever someone is given a role in the government it is an opportunity to address the issue of uh, this issue and of course non-government organization NGOs and I'm glad that today's forum is also uh, supported by quite a number of them and this is quite quite good the UN agencies youth groups celebrities politicians especially women leaders and others this is an opportunity we need to make sure even the media comes up to address the challenges and also the opportunities a focused and vibrant task force. When I went through the policy of this country, you realize that there's a task force. There are quite a number of committees, but we need it to be vibrant, dedicated to improving menstrual health. Management in Kenya is crucial. If they rise up and also escalate their targets and give it a better budgetary allocation, this will improve the results. Committed to change is our role. Everyone must get involved. You who is attending today, are you committed to make a change 
in today's menstrual health. I personally, the issue of step stepping to maintaining steps to maintaining a healthy cycle. My role as a nutritionist is to make sure that there is optimal nutrition, and I have participated in the national guidelines, in the county guidelines, to make sure that the girls are able to access optimal nutrition when they are menstruating. Don't they need to make sure that we have optimal nutrition? Optimal nutrition makes sure that it is accessible. It's upon us to make sure it's accessible, affordable, and available for girls and women. Of course, we know that other aspects of nutrition and hydration. Nutrition plays a key role in the in a healthy menstrual cycle and hormonal balance. So we, I in my sector, and of course, as a, as a nutrition consultant, I make sure that I support and I intend to escalate more support on this subject. Stress reduction is very key, and with COVID nineteen, we cannot talk it talk about it better because stress of the locking down lack of resources plus now stigma on the girls and women this needs to be reduced good nutrition is key and skipping of meals of these girls and women is not recommended and i've just made a lay down of an example of what they should take what are we supposed to do play our role play your role others are doing it partners are doing it that's why today's forum has taken place by providing hygiene kits sanitary products there's a lot we can do. Being frontline workers, including detention centers, these are areas where we can go and chip in and make sure we participate in making sure that these resources are available, information is available, and of course, giving them moral support. Increase information about menstrual health and hygiene, which is hard to come by during the current pandemic. This we need to do. And I th- am very uh, grateful of today's forum because this increased this also is a, a, for, a forum for increasing information on menstrual health we need to escalate and and of course reach more more subjects on the ground so that we can bring them on board advocacy drives could be organized by the ministry of health as well as ngos and i'm willing also to support on this advocacy and so the people those who invited me count on me so that we can do more advocacy drives so that what is your role you also need to join and make sure that we have we are able to raise our voice on awareness on various things the issues to manage menstruation hygienically information in the schools now that the schools are closed we can do it through the online learning it's happening and the students are still learning the girls need to hear this subject and maybe we need to slot in time in their timetable as they revise at such a time like this. For me, I always have one slogan in life. Nothing is impossible. Let us play our role. Thank you. Are we wow. still there? Mm-hmm. Wow, such an amazing presentation and straight to the point. And uh, I thank you so much, Mrs. Eunice. I can see the nutrition part has been tackled well. So we, we are not only talking about menstrual health, the parts, what you're mm. doing, but we're also talking about what do you take in because mm. you are what you eat. Exactly. And uh, yes, exactly. So if if anyone has got a comment or you, you want something that needs to be clarified by our speaker, just uh, write it down on the chat box and we will look at it. And at this particular time, I'm just going to ask our audience, 
it, it should be an interactive session and i'd just like to pose a question to you like do you think you play a role in filling the gap in the menstrual health maybe um, awareness etc or and how are you doing this so by 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 responding to these questions we can know what each one of us is doing and how we are helping the communities and how we are helping girls in the rural areas and urban areas or in the slum areas that is urban areas but then they cannot teach themselves so what are we doing as citizens or as the community members and um, at this particular time we are just going to have a Q&A with our second speaker Miss Gangadeep Bongal I hope I've I've uh, I've stated the name correctly uh, right now I'd just like you to unmute your 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 microphone as we get to interact Hi Mary How are you doing Can you hear Yes me? I can hear you and I can see okay, you All right Okay, thank you. All right. So, um I just want to like our first question uh would just like to know what gap did you identify in menstrual health that you propose to fill in our community right now? So, um the gap. So, I would divide the gap in terms of access. You know, there's from from the access of like awareness and education sometimes from where we sit we're detached from the reality because where if you know we're fortunate enough to have access but then there exists a group outside who is not able to access education to menstruation and you know even the simple products and like madam yunus um rightly put that there's a lot of taboo around these topics so when education is given to girls we don't give it to them in the most in the most um comprehensive comprehensive manner so what happens is there's a gap of information and that makes girls feeling really you know the girls are left feeling really anxious they get stressed and there's a lot of shame and drop in self esteem that comes with this so we leave girls feeling really um vulnerable and then there's also the um lack of information on where do i get these pads from and even you know we don't focus on when where can girls with special needs or you know where can these girls go and get pads from and even the monetary aspect sometimes you know families don't budget for menstrual products a lot of the time so all of these things leave girls wondering where am i going to access these menstrual hygiene products from and now that the, you know we've got the pandemic and students are all at home so girls are unable to you know say a girl starts her period right now where is she going to access that information there's so much taboo and stigma around these topics that she's not going to be able to talk about it at home So you're just adding to the vulnerability and parents are really busy right now making ends meet getting food on the table so there's no money allocated to buying menstrual hygiene products and mm. so this is why then girls have to resort to alternative methods you know like transactional sex or having to use um pads instead of pads they're using paper they're using tissue they're using rags from home So the pandemic is really only accentuating these existing problems that we have. And even if we talk about in terms of research, then research right now only focuses on lack of access, but nobody is focusing on how can those with these special needs access these pads. 
Nice. Thank you for that. And actually you I, I don't know you forgot to tell us about you are really doing great work uh on the grounds you are a volunteer at respect and then your menstrual health um advocate yeah so that is miss gaga deep that's all that she's doing and i think she's talking more about it right now and we'd just like to know like uh what are the steps that you've taken to implement these or what what change do you hope to see like what future so the the steps that you can take you know it starts by simply talking about it at home destigmatize try to create an environment where you're able to freely talk about these things at home and that's really the step, the first step and then as youth today you know we're always using our social media so we're always using all these social media platforms and recently i um went for a training uh, with UNESCO on media literacy and we were taught how you know you can use your social media to really create awareness you don't have to physically go to the ground to create awareness and with respect we we led a campaign a social media campaign where we created posters that talked about everything basic you know what is the female reproductive system what is menstruation what is the hygiene management how can men be a part of this conversation as well so those are basic things you can do and then during this um pandemic one of my friends was was rallying money he collected funds so he can go and donate pads to different girls are locked out from um, accessing pads now that they're not going to schools and you know you educate them when you go there and tell them how to use these disposable pads how do we um dispose you know how do you dispose them everything related to them and as a member of um repub we work to provide healthcare students with research tools like we equip them with the skills for research so i do hope that eventually someone's going to take up this you know this research um project to find how to bridge the gap what can we do to you know provide better access for everybody around us and like you said for the change then really this is the start of the change for us having this conversation here right now but i do hope that in the future we're not going to need special platforms for this conversation and it's going to be a mainstream conversation that comes up every time we're talking about education you know whether it's education for primary schools or for high school and you know whenever we talk about making policies and these will just be mainstream conversations and we'll also be able to focus on you know those with special needs so that i hope will then eventually result in dignified periods for everyone and you know remove that shame and the stigma and the anxiety thank you so much for that i think it's clear and uh, as an advocate menstrual health advocate do you face challenges on the ground while you are doing all this that um, is happening yeah yeah so i think the biggest challenge is getting our voice heard you know getting our opinions reaching those who are in charge of making these policies and it's like you know i understand that we have these this concept of competitive interests where we're giving our condoms for free and yes they do protect from stis they do help us you know prevent unwanted pregnancies but you know periods are equally important 5 days a week a girl is not able to perform to her fullest because she has to stay out of school she's not able to perform her daily activities and 
So, you know, that's 60 days in a year. And what we're only doing is that we're increasing that gap in gender inequality because girls are not able to utilize their full potential due to a fundamental process that's not being um, provided for. So, yeah, that would be the biggest challenge. Amazing. We get it straight from someone who's doing uh, processes to help our our sisters who are still young to better their future through menstrual health advocacy. And just one last question. What help is needed on the ground? Like where you go to when you meet these girls who need who need help? What what really is needed? Okay. Like the specifics. Mm-hmm. So for in terms of the help, you know, our government has all these structures that are in place right now. We've got the chiefs, we've got the new Bakumi initiatives. So these are the same structures, you know, our governments use when we want to sign up for voting, for census. So why can we not use these structures and identify people with special needs, you know, locate girls who need access, then use these structures and create a safe space for girls to talk about, you know, they come and get their education on menstruation from here. They can be able to access these pads from here as well. And, you know, we it's funny. So if I talk about the big corporate companies that we have these days, say, for example, Coca-Cola, you know, you can find a bottle of Coke wherever you go in whatever locality right now. So we should work with, you know, the government should work with these with these big corporate companies and use their logistical resources to see how better we can improve access of menstrual products. You know, we we have we're in a situation whereby you can find a Coke wherever you go across Kenya, but we're not finding menstrual pads. So that's that's something we need to work on. And lastly, like we talk about sustainability these days. So we can talk about sustainability in this topic as well. You know, our Kenyan curriculum needs to be broadened whereby we're not just educating girls on um, the disposable pads. There is a whole concept now of non-disposable pads. We've got menstrual cups. So we need to broaden our um, system to educate girls on this as well, because, you know, our systems work to prepare the future for children but we're not preparing children for the future so say tomorrow a girl comes up and she's not she had for whatever reason whatever barriers she's not able to access disposable pads then she should have already been taught how to use yes disposable pads but also non-disposable pads and even we should even go further to teach them how to make these reusable pads right so sustainability is you know this is this is a very sustainable method to use these reusable um products but it's such a foreign topic and there's really no religious or morality issue for us you know not to talk about these things so it's just simple decisions like providing access to menstrual products for everyone you know these can be the simple decisions that stand between us and more girls taking up roles in our communities, you know, roles like teachers, lawyers, um, leadership roles, doctors. So all this is because we're simply just giving them a real chance at continuing their education uninterrupted. And when we talk about these things to girls now in schools or wherever, they're going to go back home and they're going to speak to their parents. They're going to speak to, you know, their siblings, people in their communities. 
So we'll create that ripple effect in education and awareness. And so eventually, I hope that will result in, you know, dignified periods for everyone. Amazing. Thank you for, for that. We appreciate it. And I hope our audience are taking notes. And uh, as I was talking to some of the my networks who are our audience, I told them that we are like, we are young adults and adults on this session. And when we are having this session, you are really like we encourage people to have got like if you have a neighbor who is a teenager, boy or girl, uh, during this session you can just have them around so that they <laughs> listen from someone like Miss Gangadeep and someone like Mrs. Um, uh, Eunice Mutemi so that they get the first hand information when we go to them when we talk when we talk to them they are like okay so this is what's happening it's not like Marion myself is talking about it someone else is also speaking about it so what can they do as the victims or as the young generation so yes so we encourage that and thank you so much to our speakers we really appreciate and at this particular time i'd just like us to look at the comments and the questions on our chat box as we as we tackle one one by one through our speakers and i can see from irene irene is asking which food type can we consume to help in hormonal balance in regards to nutrition for example so i think this question is um directed to mrs eunice mutemi eunice yes. are you there yes i'm there yes you. So, would you would you just give uh give information regarding that Thank yes you. let me shed some light there and maybe right. to announce i also do a nutrition magazine which can also go to the members in this forum and he has detailed these foods so in terms of food uh type that we can consume to help the uh, hormonal balance we normally for me i advocate for natural foods and these foods are normally categorized in food groups the balanced diet in terms of optimal nutrition is quite important we all know that uh, access is normally the issue but i would say foods that are uh, that, that, that normally provide the balanced diet we have the carbohydrates the proteins and of course the vitamins and minerals through the natural fruits and vegetables are quite good but increase in warm water at this time would be quite important for uh, intake of warm water in terms of um, for, for improving the hormonal balance we have the issue of iron rich foods at this time because of loss of, of also the, the the blood it's important to replenish the iron levels through iron rich foods like the plant sources the beans the legumes are quite rich in iron we have also the meat sources or meat sources are also for those who can afford because not everyone will afford the the the, 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 the some of the sources but there would be the liver is quite good in terms of uh, in terms of that sauce we also have the, the locally available legumes like the the green grams the, the the we have the beans all types of beans in our country we have as many varieties as sources over 20 and the one is supposed to escalate the intake at that time there is the issue of the fresh fruits and especially fruits rich in vitamins the the, the, adic, the vitamin a d k very important and so you find these fruits uh, in nutrition we normally say 
the variety in terms of colored fruits and vegetables brings in the issue of of richness of, of, of nutrients we have the locally available vegetables quite rich in, in the nutrients in terms of the the, the the vitamins and minerals that will also bring in the issue of hormonal balance at that time avoiding too much high fat diet at this time is quite crucial or issues of alcohol tobacco this will always bring hormonal imbalance in the system therefore it is important to go natural and use the locally available foods the supermarkets will have the commercial foods, but it's good to minimize on those because I normally say most of them are dead foods. Why not we go natural? You'll find the kitchen garden produced from the, 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 the locally available market will have the fresh foods, the balance diet is available. Why don't we go for them and reduce the commercial which are dead food most of the time? Therefore, it's important to know what you are putting on the plate at this time and what is your selection. I have a magazine that I've done and I will be sharing with the host so that the rest can be able to access. Yes. And in Fantastic. my production, we will produce on this topic as well. Fantastic. Thank you my so role. much. Uh, yes, Eunice. And she has a magazine just to let us let the community know on what you should be taking, especially during this COVID-19. We have got like you're being told to take fruits and um, actually most men say fruits are for ladies you also need it actually so yeah that's straightforward i hope irene you've got an, an answer and it's straightforward unless otherwise and uh, i'll just go to the next question from gertrude gertrude is asking with regards to nutrition is there any correlation between eating sugary foods during your period and increased menstrual pain? Uh, this uh, this is going to Eunice. Yes. Uh, uh, is there any correlation between eating sugary foods during your period? Yeah, some you find scanty some scanty research done on this. In fact, intake of sugar is normally recommended that it's reduced at such a time for uh, during the, the 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 period time and of course go natural why not use honey why instead of the commercial sugar again which has more negative effect on your system not only at this time of period but also the issue of the, this increase of cancer in the in, in in currently all over in not only in kenya but africa and the world therefore that sugar needs to be reduced and of course use the natural sources of sugar like honey okay most foods have sugar like the fruits therefore we need to reduce the sugar intake yes it can contribute to painful period out of some researches i've read actually this week yes amazing mm. actually most of the people right now are shying away from the processed sugar so yes. yeah it's something that is happening and it's real so thank you so much Gertrude for the question and thank you Eunice for responding very well so I, I would like to just ask the next question from Calvin's and Calvin's is asking still on nutrition is there any specific diet or diets that could help with this menorrhea I hope I have I, I have uh, said that word correctly yes 
Yeah, uh, during, uh, this challenge is real, and we know during uh, the period of time, what happens? The body is lo is losing, is losing quite a lot of the blood components in the body, and therefore iron there is involved. So, what is the diet there? As I indicated, the first during my first response, it is important to go for iron-rich foods at this time so that we can replenish what has been lost. And what are these iron sources? We I say the natural food are the best sources. Instead of going for supplements, why not go? You are supplemented when you have the deficiency. Why not you go for natural foods as early as possible? And this is the education that as we talk of the, 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 the other aspects, it's important to talk about the nutrition at this time. So these foods such as iron-rich foods, which I just described, we have the plant sources, quite a number of them, and Kenya is rich in these sources. And I talked about all forms of legumes. If well prepared, then the, the availability of iron will be quite okay for the body we have the the, the dark green leafy vegetables please go for that they have quite quite rich in this uh, the nutrients that will replenish your iron levels we have water water is one of the silent nutrients that people undermine the recommended for others level lowest is eight glasses per day go for it because it will also make sure that you have the balance we have also the balance in your system because the water water all of us here can see we know the importance of water on all the role it plays even on every nutrient we rely on water for its absorption digestion the issue of assimilation water will also come in handy to make sure that it reduces the challenges during the period of time we have also the fruits I've talked about, and I said color in food speaks a lot in terms of nutrients. The green, the, the yellow fleshed, the, the red, the more colored it is, the more the nutrients are available. So it's good to go for variety. And of course, we have also the animal sources, the, the white meat. We talk of the fish, quite rich in the iron and also the, the proteins, which we need to make sure that we go for that so that house can also get this information and make sure that we sort out the challenges we also have the locally available chicken i don't advocate for the commercial broiler chicken because of the health challenges they will pose in terms of high cholesterol and therefore brings in cardiovascular issues in your system the health why not we go for the natural chicken which also the all sorts of chicken kenya is quite rich and will also have the nutrients which are quite good for girls and women therefore and most of the time we want uh, some taboos have, were there where the girls are served only the chicken wing that we have to make sure that we deal with it they should get the appropriate part of the chicken just like any other member of the family and make sure because of the source of protein is there in the other parts of the not just the wing the chicken wing has less produce of the proteins the girl should be and the women should be able to get the the the, the, the portions just like the men and the, the the older women yes so the issue of uh, the, the specific uh, uh, nutrients is quite important at this moment for this menorrhea we have to handle the nutrition intake so that we can bring in the balance and make sure that the we are stable the girl is stable the women are stable because when they are not stable they will present with dizziness they will present with weakness body weakness we can also see if the lab tests are taken you realize the iron levels are low we need to make sure that this is addressed through the diet that was a very good question 
thank you yeah and thank you for quite an interesting response mm. and on to the next i think it's still on you Eunice. Yes. So Ayuma is asking what exactly is the public health significance of menstrual health? I think maybe maybe you should just uh shade like go on like topic topical. Yes. So I think I I was able to take you through the lengthy topic. I, I think if you went through and maybe everyone can get a copy of that, you realize that uh, uh, public health significance of menstrual health it is important to note that it's at all level the significance is quite is quite serious because in terms of uh, in terms of your health as a person the, the, the issue of menstrual health has to be addressed so that you are able to produce you, you, you are able to be productive as a woman as a girl you know that we were created not only for for, for 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 existence but we have also to be uh, productive in terms of childbearing in terms of also our duties so it is the, the, the woman contributes a lot the girl child also contributes a lot in terms of uh, the, the, you can see the education if a girl child is not educated they, if they go to class and their menstrual health is not addressed what happens they are not able to 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 perform properly and therefore this is quite significant and it is important to know that the issue has got to be well and keenly addressed so that the the, the, the significance can be brought out properly we have also the issue of uh, the, the menstrual health and access of the products the sanitary towels water proper hygiene in the in the, in, the, in the setup now there's lockdown is this is this is the, is the issue of access being addressed so it is important to know that public health is for it to be positive in our community in a family setup menstrual health has got to be addressed the issue of nutrition good nutrition for the appropriate menstrual health if someone is malnourished really then they will not be productive in class they will not be productive in their career they will not be productive in their community as people go to do their their duties what is a girl doing sleeping because they have a challenge in the menstrual health so it's quite this public health significance of menstrual health is real and it has got to be the creation of awareness has got to be done address the issue of access of these products which are quite important the knowledge the information of what it entails to to make sure that what it is what is the girl child requires or the youth or the women requires so that they can have appropriate menstrual health the issue of access to a, 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 a clean environment is also quite important so because if, if if the environment is not clean what happens it will affect the, uh, if the water is dirty how will they keep themselves clean and so this will affect the public health in our community so it's quite diverse but we can zero, go make sure that we single it out to even at home level community level uh, policy level it has got to be addressed the issue of advocacy is quite key to make sure that the menstrual health is addressed not only on in the books but also in the in terms of uh, of the uh, in terms of also dissemination in terms of disseminating capacity building the, the the population to ensure that the whatever products whatever 
requirements are needed by the girl, child, the women are, are available. The budget is allocated so that the sanitary towels can be available. Let's take an example of COVID-19 in the in the committee. Uh, is the provision of sanitary towel in place so that the public health is can be addressed through access of the menstrual health uh, products? Is it in, in place? If someone scrutinizes, you may find there's a gap there, not only at national level, but also at the county level, at the village level. Is there any budget allocation in the county to make sure that the girls can access this, the population, the women can access these products? Is clean, safe water. And I'm sure COVID-19 has also made it possible for clean water to be accessed in the in the community. At home level, like the resource-challenged areas like Iberia in, in Nairobi, capital city you realize water access now is possible this has contributed positively to the maintenance of proper menstrual health for the girls and women in the resource challenged areas so not only in the community but also at family unit what is happening are the girls knowledgeable the first leader in a family in in, in a community is a parent is a parent knowledgeable are they aware that they are contributing to the future leader in this country so let me stop there I will talk more about it later. Wow, thank you. So, wow, it's fantastic. Thank you for that. And uh, on to our next question. Our next question from uh, Rachel Mweni. Rachel is asking, what happens when menstruation cannot be managed properly? And what do we need to manage menstruation? So it's kind of a two in one question. I, I think this can go to Ms. Gangandeep. Are you there? Yes. Right. So, so you can... All right. Just go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So when, when, you know, when you don't manage your menstruation properly, what happens is that because, you know, girls are resorting to these alternative methods to, um, you know, during their period. So for example, we're using the rags or is it, is it the cloths and, this increases your risks of infections. So, you know, you increase your risk of infection, but I'd like to, I think, I think um, Madam Eunice would be a better person to talk about this, but for me, okay. I think just to add to it is like, you know, um, it adds to your anxiety, it adds to the vulnerability for these girls because then they sit those five days wondering, am I going to leak? And all these kind of things, you know, really add to them. But I think Madam Yudis would be able to talk about really what the management should be. All right, thank you so much. And I think that is straightforward. And we're going to the next question. Grace is asking a question directed to Eunice. Mm -hmm. um, in regards to the girls who are able differently, what word would you have to the parents and caregivers as far as the management of menstrual health in adolescents and girls with disabilities is concerned? Wow, that is a very great question. Yes, the enabled differently. That is a, 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 a target group that requires special care. Therefore, for me, in terms of addressing the parents or the caretakers, capacity building the caretakers to make sure that they are aware and they embrace the girl child they're having, even if they're enabled differently. It is a matter of giving them attention because every person 
who is credited is credited with that with as a special plan by God. Therefore, this this plan has got to be executed through the caretaker, and the caretaker has got to make sure that this uh, child or this girl or this uh, woman is well taken care of, and make sure that what is required for them is put in the budget. They need this the sanitary tower. They need make sure that. Whatever they are, they, they, they are giving the services to the to the to the to this uh, to this uh, target group, it makes sure that it is well outlined. Make sure they don't miss out the the, the, the sanitary towers. They don't miss out the clean, safe environment, water. They don't leave even the education. They are supposed to enjoy life just like any other subject and therefore the caretaker is supposed to make sure that she's knowledgeable she, they, we capacity and that's an area most of us will need to think we target them because they need a lot of they need a lot of support in terms of morale boosting their morale as they take care of the the, the, the enabled differently it is important for us to make sure that we also do not call, cause stigma on them but also ensure that they are they're, they're, they're equipped to make sure that they support this child it takes an extra going an extra mile to take care of the challenged population it is our role and it is the role of the caretaker it is our role to encourage that caretaker equip them to ensure that they give the services appropriately yes thank and you let me just add a voice she said, uh, my, my colleague was saying it's good to have a, some uh, someone commented very well the sanitary towel to women should be given free, just like the condom. I have worked with the, in the field of HIV and nutrition. Condoms are being supplied freely. Really, we need to make sure that we also uh, speed up the issue of provision of sanitary towels free. And especially to the enabled differently, surely they should be able to get them free. And that's an area where we can also uh, escalate our efforts, escalate our efforts in terms of advocacy so that they can be given free if they are challenged who is going to who is going to step out for them it is us so we need to take up the challenge and make sure that we support this issue of provision of sanitary free sanitary towers if we have made it in condoms with condoms it is possible nothing is impossible yes thank you so much i think yes. a petition can be signed and it should be trending on Twitter or something. <laughs> we so, need to trade it, yeah. I'm just going, yes, I'm just going to take two, two last questions. And mm -hmm. uh, we have got like a survey at the end of this session so that any question or any comments who will be welcomed on the survey at, as we end. But for now, I we have only two questions that we are going to tackle. And uh, to the... To, this one is from Irene. Kindly shed some lights on how the use of family planning at an early age or puberty stage affects or menstrual health or cycle. That is directed to Eunice, I think. Uh, kindly shed some lights on how the use of family planning at an early age puberty stage affects the interface interfere or, or affects or interfere with our menstrual health or cycle yes this is an area where I, I, I would admit that we require more research on this the only thing i would know i would say 
that uh, life cycle is not supposed to be interfered by this family planning as early as because when it is interfered with at this stage of course there will be uh, side effects on menstrual health or cycle in fact most of the challenges as the girls grow or, or, or challenges faced face by young women as they grow is when they interfered the family planning has uh, inter, uh, interfered at an early age and especially puberty stage we need more research on that area i would admit and therefore i would not go to say this research has specified this family planning method has affected for me i would say for for young girls there is always a time for everything why interfere at such a time the body does not understand some of these things at an early age so it is important to make sure that we do things correctly we bring up the girl child correctly and at the right time they move on to use the family planning at the right time remember every family planning method apart from the natural has a side effect so i believe that we could check in to more research done on this area and shed light in the next presentation yes there's always room for learning hmm. yes thank you thank you so much we hear it from the horse's mouth hmm. and um yeah we do not want just hearsays we need like uh, something that, because it's health health matters yes if you say something that is not like approved you might be playing around with someone else's life yes. so yes so mm. to kamau's question are there countries i don't know do you mean countries or counties in kenya are there count countries in the world all right countries in the world which have succeeded in easy and affordable access of menstrual health products and also any countries that have dealt significantly with societal stigma that comes with menstrual health wow okay wow. Eunice, are you able to tackle this yes and my colleague can also join me uh, right. Yes, from various studies as I have been reading on the subject matter, we realize that the word developing means a lot and developed means the same, means a lot. So, yes, there are some countries who have already, uh, who, are, who have already um, succeeded in this area. And like in the Western world, we, we all know that they have health cover, which covers holistically everything. While in our developed developed in our developing countries in africa we have the challenges the challenges are real so it is upon us to ensure that we campaign that this is covered in the insurance so that the issue of uh, succeeding in affordable access to menstrual health product would be would be would be realized in the developed country you realize some studies indicate that they have that is not a challenge to them. And in fact, also countries that have dealt significantly with societal stigma, yes, uh, most countries are still having the societal stigma that comes with menstrual health. I was really studies in South Africa is still as, I'm going to give examples of studies which I've gone through and in Kenya by intra-health, still a problem, the stigma. 
so countries are still having a challenge with stigma society of stigma that comes with menstrual and especially from the opposite sex it's important to create awareness that everyone comes to comes on board to support and not to stigmatize so most countries in africa still have this problem but in the developed countries some studies indicate they have on the way to the correct to 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 the issue of dealing with stigma stigma is not an issue to them but in africa the studies i've seen in kenya in tanzania in south africa stigma is still a problem and they are still handling we are still handling this challenge so yes some countries are way ahead while others are still struggling with these aspects yeah thank you so much so uh, someone is asking Leah is asking how how can we access the nutrition magazine? Yes, Please. we'll discuss with the host and avail it. Yeah. All right. Thank no you. Problem. Yes, then, we, we will avail it to, through the host, yeah. All right. Then we can share it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yvonne, I'm just going to take one last one. Yvonne is uh, focusing her statement to Eunice. How about those who take contraceptives because they are having challenges without their cycles and not necessarily because they are sexually active? Yes, whenever someone has a challenge and they are taking family planning, I would I would recommend see your doctor. They should see seek medical attention so that that challenge can be ascertained in advance. And of course, it becomes yeah a medical a medical issue it cannot be treated verbally she has got to be uh, assessed she needs to go for assessment to make sure to make sure what kind of method is she using why is it affecting her so that it can be addressed sometimes change of the method might be recommended so that she's not affected most methods like the mono methods normally affects the girl child negatively so maybe they would be advised to withdraw and use another method that is not affecting the hormonal system so that is a medical system we have the ops guide experts they will need to be given attention medically yes all right thank you so much so seek medical attention thank you for the question Yvonne it's very it's happening and maybe someone had it but then they couldn't write it because of one or two reasons and at this particular moment I want to say thank you so much to our speakers Eunice, Mrs. Eunice and uh, I think this is not our last time having a big conversation together and um, I just want to say thank you as well to Miss Bangan Gagadip because you are doing something on the ground and you understand it more and um, uh, this this session this is our second session for this year and uh, we want to say thank you to to our organizers that is Netplus Stroke Gweth Foundation there are two two organizations that are behind this the making of uh, menstrual health series and we want just to say thank you so much Cheryl Ayuma uh, Lydia Susan thank you so much 
for organizing this and for now i know we still have like comments or questions i'm just going to say that Cheryl has shared our survey so that you can let us know what do you want us to talk about next and how did you get this session and I just want to encourage us that next time when we are having such a session we can have the teenagers the kids around to just have a snippet of what we are talking about and just to normalize the menstrual health um talk in our communities because as personally when i was growing up no one really talked about this so it was a taboo even in class 5 that's when we started uh, learning about uh health it was just like health in science but then no one really could talk about what's happening what is happening is your own problem and when it happens to you maybe at class 7 or 8 you use your sweater to tie around your waist and no one cares you take your problems at home and like it's not handled well so we just want to normalize this as we will help one another and uh, for now i just want us to take it's like 30 seconds to 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 write something on the survey it's just a feedback and then we are going to have a word of prayer and i just before the word of prayer i just would like lydia kaul to say something before we close it up marian yes please sorry do you think i can just add a quick comment on one of the questions that was asked about the western countries yes before you can conclude so yes think, um yes western countries have done better on this on this um you know on this um issue because i think the parents over there are the principal teachers and they don't shy away from this conversation so for us i think what mm. we have to do is really make sure our parents don't shy away um from this conversation because they are the you know they're the primary teachers in this topic you know a mother is a girl's best friend at home the first person you know so if we need to work that our parents create a good environment for us to talk about these things at home and that's how developing countries will be able to tackle this issue going forward so we need to start education right from the lower levels you know from the very basis of um parent and and, and you know daughter relationships all right thank you so much and i just wanted to shed some light so with foundation is a, a community based organization and uh, it gives such such help or assistance to the people in the rural areas of Homa Bay County Homa Bay County is in Kenya those were from outside Kenya so Homa Bay County is uh, outside it's in the rural parts of western Kenya and uh, it was one of the most like second it had second highest teen pregnancies in in the report of 2018 stroke 2019 and the report for 2020 we still don't have it and this is because it is near the um, lake victoria so 
Yeah, so that is what's happening. And as great, we are offering a bridge to work with these girls, empower young adults and provide sanitary pads. So if you want to like get involved into what is happening on the grounds, you can get in touch and we change our community positively. And Net Plus as well is doing very important work. And uh, uh, at this particular moment, I'd just like to introduce Cheryl to say something and uh, close it up with a word of prayer. Thank you, Marion. Um, you've done an awesome job putting this together and just organizing the flu. Thank you, Eunice and Gagadip. That was such a delightful session. I believe we've all gained something right from the video, right to the discussions. And I hope we've built networks, identified people that we can we can be change makers with on the ground, because this is not something that you can do alone. Hence the need to partner with people and just um gain these insights. So from the point of NetPlus, one of our pillars is advocating for the advocating for special needs of vulnerable groups. And the two main people that we actually um, look out for are persons who are differently abled and girls who are struggling with mental health and hygiene issues. So this is very close to our heart, especially with regards to just looking at reproductive health needs of children who are differently able, because that's been a group that's been highly sidelined and it'd be really great if we'd come together and be able to advocate for their rights as well and as Eunice had said be able to work with their parents to realize how they can talk to their children about these issues so grateful for the guys who've been able to tune in and for your patience we have kept time I believe one minute to the end of the program and I'm going to close off with a word of prayer and then um, we can call it a day feel free to join the group I've shared the link in the chat box so that's where we usually have discussions just on weekends and we also share the presentation and the recordings from the session so thank you once more and be blessed so Marion you can pray yes please Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, you come before your presence this time. Want to give you thanks and to glorify your name for the session that you've had, for the people who've been able to come here, for the impact that you have made um, to them. And we pray that you may help us be change makers on the ground, that you may be active about the things that you have brought to our realization, that this knowledge may not be taken in vain. In Jesus' name I believe and pray. Amen. 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 And thank you. I'm just asking if you know of someone who's struggling or someone who is in need, a, a girl, a teenager somewhere, you just let us know. And also if you are able to to donate maybe one packet that can take someone who's in need in in some way or another, you just get in touch with us and let's make an impact in our society and community as a whole thank you so much guys and have a lovely night thank you thank you thank you all and bye bye sante sana Karibu, Bidian. Next time, let's do not forget <laughs> to be around. Ah, seriously, Kosa. I don't invite you for that. I'll just stay here and wait ah. for next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for representing the boy child. Thank you. All right.